Hello, welcome to episode three, chapter three of Mark, my words. I love them congas. So, um, am I ready? Of course I'm ready. I've got a Boba Fett mug filled with steaming hot gravy. So let's kick this gravy train off the tracks. Full steam ahead, all aboard. Get your seatbelts on. They don't have seatbelts on trains, but hold on. Here we go. Chapter 3 of the still untitled children's book by moi, Mark. Johnny awoke in a panic. He didn't have his school uniform ready yet. He jumped out of bed and put his pants back on. He wasn't sure how they'd gotten on his chest, like some sort of makeshift bra, one hand in each of the leg holes. No time for new pants today, plus these ones were mostly dry. Johnny grabbed his toothpaste from his table, making sure not to move any of his Pokemon cards out of order. One Charmander out of sequence and his whole bloody day would be ruined. Not today, world, screamed Johnny very, very loudly. Toothpaste squirted ferociously out of the tube, like ferocious toothpaste squirting from a tube really fast. Some of it hit the toothbrush, and Johnny brushed like there was no tomorrow. Gums satisfactorily bleeding, Johnny had no time for a quick dump. He was going to miss the bus. Shirt on, trousers up, he ran downstairs and tripped himself up. He fumbled down a few stairs and did a little forward roll, but when he hit the bottom, he was back on his feet, ready to go out the door. Wow, that was a fortuitous landing, like what a cat can do, said Johnny philosophically. Johnny fell yet again on a paving slab near his house. He damned his mother to hell for not fixing it, and he now had a small cut in his trousers. Bloody batty cow, he said. You stupid horse-faced bag rat, he shouted. You little toe-headed spaz-legged idiot juice, he screamed. He was a bit upset. Reaching the bus stop, Johnny wiped his head on his sleeve. He was sweating like a monkey at a monkey party with the heat turned up full. His armpits were dripping and so were his bum cheeks. Johnny remembered what Davina always said, if you're not sweating from the bum, you're not really sweating at all. Did Johnny have time to eat the dry Weetabix in his trouser pocket? Did he heck, the bus was here. Take me to school, stat man. I don't have time to fool around. Follow that van, he said, as he sat in that bit that you're meant to put shopping bags and suitcases in. The bus driver just carried on like normal, and Johnny darted his head around, like he was keeping an eye on the road for bad guys on motorbikes. There were no bad guys, and in 12 minutes, Johnny reached his destination. Here's a tip, driver. Johnny gave him half of his dry Weetabix. And keep the change, Harvey, he said. The bus driver wasn't called Harvey, but it was the first name that popped into his head. 
Johnny surveyed his surroundings. Something seemed off. He couldn't tell what. He meandered to the shop near the school to stock up on supplies. Excuse me, shopkeep, where does one keep the Freddos? Johnny had adopted a strange accent for no reason. He always did in the shop. He didn't know why, but he liked to try and pretend he was a member of the aristocracy that shopped at a happy shopper. Johnny picked up 16 Freddos and a pack of mackerel, the lunch of champions. That was enough fuel to get him through the day. A small tube of Pringles would probably push him over the edge, so he put them back in the wrong place. He wondered if anyone put things back in the same place when they don't want them, or just look to check no one is looking and shove it somewhere. Johnny reached the checkout. Oh, hello, kind Indian, said Johnny to the shopkeep. He meant no harm, he just wasn't that good in social situations. Hi, Johnny, said Paul, who owned the shop. He was of Indian descent, but a full UK citizen. Let's clear that up. It's Sir Johnny, PhD, actually, smarmed Johnny. Oh, yes, I forgot. Hi, Sir Johnny, PhD. Say, Johnny, what does that stand for? Johnny thought for a second. This was hurting his brain casing. It stands for pubic hair doctor. That's my main speciality. Phew, thought Johnny. Blagged my way out of that awkward situation. Johnny grabbed his Freddos and left. Turning at the door, I'd gladly look at your pubes for you. Paul shuddered and had to sit up back for five minutes with a large glass of water after that interaction. That was all the medicine he needed to come to terms with what just happened. Johnny fell as he left the shop. He always wore shoes two times too big for him, just in case his feet clowned up, as he put it. This is probably why he fell a lot. He jogged the last minute of his journey to work. He felt like Rocky, but less mouth-retarded. As he reached the gates, they were shut. It was then he realised it was Saturday. <laughs> Johnny's phone beeped. He had a text message. It was his best friend, Edgar. Hey, John man, I saw your online blog about Pokemon cards. I have a first edition Charizard that I would swap for your pre-release Raichu. Wanna come over and play Viva Piñata on the PlayStation? Well, Johnny didn't have to think twice this time. He made it home and popped his controller into his Puma bag. It was the cool one to have at school. It was Velcro, but he only put one shoulder over his shoulder. Cause he was cool in that. Edgar had his own flat in town. He called it his bachelor pad. Johnny wasn't sure why, as there was no soup in sight. As Johnny approached the door, he rang the bell, and the novelty ringer played, I'm Too Sexy. Edgar opened the door and let Johnny in. Edgar worked in a local games workshop shop. He mainly sold and painted Warcraft figures. He was in his late fifties and had a ponytail. He wears leather sleeveless jackets and has more than three pairs of boots. Have you eaten, Johnny? asked Edgar. No, I am Johnny. I haven't eaten him. This is him, me. I'm Johnny. 
Johnny started to wonder if he was indeed Johnny, but quickly thought about kangaroos to stop his mind melting. Do you want to eat dinner, Johnny? said Edgar, whilst checking his sunglasses in the microwave. He wore sunglasses inside because the coolest people always do. Well, let me send a message to my mum's beeper to let her know I won't be home, then I can eat. What do you have? Johnny didn't eat out much, so he hoped he had spaghetti hoops or he was in for a wild ride. Well, I have some triangle crumpets, six dog eggs and a pack of powdered beef drink. Johnny's mind audibly exploded at the thoughts of the food that had just been listed to him. Edgar really was the coolest guy in town. No ladies tonight, Edgar? asked Johnny, curiously. No, not tonight. There was a supermodel here till the early hours, if you know what I mean. But she had to go to Paris this morning for a modelling photo shoot with FHM. Wow, that's cool, said Johnny. Did you get any calls today? Not today, Johnny. I guess the MI5 had it all covered. They only call me in on special missions when they need karate expertise. No triad tried it today. Johnny made a note in his phone to do an internet search for karate MI5 jobs, as he now wanted to be that. Edgar's phone beeped. Sorry, Johnny, got a dash. That's Kate Moss. Her model friends Jennifer and Faye are there and asked if I could help them finish a crate of champagne. She said she'd ask George Clooney if I'm not about, but I gave in. Take it sleazy, pal. Johnny was at a loose end with no dinner. He was in town, so decided to risk getting a takeaway. He'd never been to one on his own, but thought today would be the start of a new adventure. He checked his purse, and he had six pounds pocket money. KFC was around the corner from Edgar's, so he went inside. It was different at night from the day. There was bits blocked off, it smelt of lots of vomit, and the workers were 100% more rude than the normal 100% rude they already are. "'Can I have a chicken, please?' asked Johnny shyly. "'What chicken?' mumbled the worker, clearly fed up and underpaid. But that's what you get for doing hard drugs, thought Johnny. I'll have that chicken. Johnny pointed at the chicken behind the counter. Just one piece, said the no-star employee. Yes, and another two, with the chips and a cold drink, thank you. Here's my money. Johnny held on to the money above his head, and as he was handed the food, he threw the coins behind the counter and ran outside. A homeless man spotted Johnny walking. He asked for some change. Johnny panicked and fell over for the fourth or fifth time today. It was time for a new shoe strategy. Johnny started his walk home, eating the chicken and dribbling grease down his chin. Dirty. By the time he was home, he had worked himself into such a state of chicken panic and excitement that it all got a bit too much. Once again, this chapter ends with Johnny nearly reaching his bathroom, but falling over near the door and doing an explosive diarrhoea in his trousers. Damn it, Johnny. There we go. Chapter 3 of the 
as yet untitled children's book. Um, I did have one suggestion. The Adventures of Jurassic Johnny. I quite like it. I think it's pretty good. So, yeah, keep in touch. Keep safe. Stay out the woods. And see you later. Bye.